Moon Podcast Escalation! everyone my name is jordan d white my name is chris sims and this is sailor business it's the podcast where we sit down with a friend and watch every single episode of the classic 1992 anime sailor moon and talk about why it is that we love it so much and it's okay i i should say i literally hit record while jordan and i were in the middle of an argument about christmas movies. why why did you <laughs> i thought we were leaving it behind no, because because I also recorded six minutes of that argument. Uh, so patreon.com slash sailor business if you want to get on that action. Uh, thanks, Jake, for, for definitely dealing with that when I send it over in a minute. Uh, but yes, th- now is not the time for that. Now is not the time for Jordan to be wrong. No, I'm always right. You're right. Agreed. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what? You sure are, Thank buddy. You. Now is the time for us to watch the final episode of Sailor Moon S. That's right. It's the season finale A Guardian's Realization. Strength lies within a pure heart. And to help us talk about that, we have invited back a very special guest. It's uh, Sailor Business All-Star, Shannon Maynard. Hi, guys. Joining Hi. us for the, the, the S season finale and the Supers season premiere next week. Shannon, how are you? I'm doing pretty good after listening to you guys argue about Christmas movies for like 11 minutes. Hey, Shannon, um, just real no, quick question. If you ask about yeah. Christmas, what, you're going to fucking regret it. One word, answer, fucking regret one word it. answer and we can move on. One word answer and we can move on, Shannon. Yeah. Who was right? Um, I think the point of Christmas is that everyone gets to have different opinions and it's fine. That, that's the point okay, well, of that's Christmas? That's clearly not true. No, it's not. <laughs> Jordan, I can actually agree that that is not the case. Uh, I was right. Okay. Uh, well, you. Shannon, you've been on the show about fifteen times by now. Yeah, like, you've been on you've been on Chibi Sodes. You've been on regular episodes. Uh, you're you're one of our favorite guests to have around. One of our fan favorites as well. Oh, thank uh, you. So I don't think we necessarily need to go into your history with Sailor Moon. Yeah, I think we're good. Do you have any more recent developments since the last time you were on the show, like two weeks ago? <laughs> No, I don't think so. I've been broke, so I haven't been able to buy Sailor Moon Aww. stuff, but Christmas is about to happen, and I'm pretty sure my husband is legally required to buy me something Sailor Moon. Oh, nice. Now, you, you mentioned it. If, if people are, are, if you're like doing a, a marathon listen of the show, none of this matters to you, but it is December. It is the Christmas season. In fact, um, I can just go ahead and... I, oh, jeez. Yeah, that's right, everybody. It's the Christmas season. It's... it's, it's it's the season of miracles, so be of good cheer. Uh, is there, you know, we did a, we did a Halloween special a couple of years ago where we watched The Last Dracul, the from the Sailor Moon musicals. Is there a Christmas-themed Sailor Moon thing that we can get into this year if we decide to do a special? I think we have this conversation every year, Chris. <laughs> we do. There's, there's a, something, there's right? a there's Christmas scene or... in... Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't even believe I'm going to start this fucking argument. But there's a there's a Christmas scene in one of the movies, which does not make it a Christmas yeah. movie. <laughs> is it, yeah, it's the one where, where right, Tuxedo right, Mask right, is dressed right. as Santa. Yeah. Right? Very Christmassy. <laughs> Literally I hear there's a this. oh Jesus fucking Christ! I hear there's a Christmas episode of uh, uh, the live action one. Somebody told me that. 
right? I Ooh. think there is. I don't ne- look. I don't necessarily want to skip yeah, to yeah. that because I don't think we've got a lot of context for the live action Sailor <laughs> Moon show yet. But we did do it on Xena Business. <laughs> like we just skipped straight to the Christmas. I'm sure. Yeah, I know. That's weird. That's weird. I think uh, somebody could send us a link to a Christmas uh, fanfic. <laughs> I do know there are uh, Christmas um, albums for Sailor Moon. Oh, I, I think I remember that, too. Oh, we've talked about those. Yeah, they're delightful. Yeah. Uh, where they, they sing they sing Christmas songs. Yes. Here, I just I just Googled uh, Sailor Moon Christmas Dojinchi and see what, to see what happens. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Why do you say, oh, no? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm worried about what comes up when you Google Dojinchi. <laughs> I don't think that's appropriate for the show. That's how we found, uh, we went and located the the, the stuff we did a chibi soda about. Yeah. Talking about Azone by Kiyohiko yeah. Azuma? We already knew about that, though, going into it. Uh, so, Shannon, mm-hmm. uh, I guess before we get into this, since this is the season finale of of, of Sailor Moon S, yeah, uh, where everything changes forever, and we mm-hmm. set up the dynamics for the next season, <laughs> do you, ha- you want to like talk a little bit about S as a whole before we get into this last episode? Uh, sure. Now, I know that you're a big fan of of Saturn and Chibi uh, mm-hmm. as a pair. Yeah. So please, by all means, expound. Oh, uh, well, S is my favorite season of the anime. I think they do a really good job of adapting the manga to the anime and still kind of keeping the heart there. Whereas in R, they kind of threw everything out the door, even themes. <laughs> so yeah, overall, I'm really happy with how S turns out. I think it's my favorite season to rewatch. It's got a bunch of good stuff. Outside of this episode's not that great. Yeah, I guess that's about it. I don't know what else to say. I think the weirdest thing about S, and there's a lot of weird things about <laughs> S, but uh, this one in particular is is that two episodes ago, we had something that felt like the final episode of Sailor Moon. Yeah. Like, it was, it was so much. And then this episode is just like, yeah, <laughs> like, hey, hey, remember Chibi is a, eh. Yeah, the weirdest part about this episode is that it actually feels like it's the end of R because it's basically the end of R from the manga, but they just put it here instead and it feels really? so awkward. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, but they basically did an episode about that as well. Yeah, I'm sure this is all the same animation, too. Uh, so yeah, I think Jordan, do you have any thoughts before we get into it? I guess we can, we can do this at the end of the show as well, but like, I, I kind of just want to talk about this episode at the end of it. Cause I do feel like there's a lot to talk about looking back at, at, at S like, I think we can both agree. It's better uh, than R. The whole season. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely held up better than R. I mean, again, I, I, <laughs> I mean, we'll probably will want to talk about it a little bit more, but like, it's, it's weird to me that this episode kind of leaves out so much of what makes SS. I mean, well, like she was saying, it, 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 because it only focuses on Chibi, it doesn't, like, it doesn't even feature the outers, which is such a big part of what makes SS. I have a legitimate question. Did they come back? Well, you'll see. Because, I mean, like, like literally, we, in, in the episode that I was like, oh, this is the series finale, they kidnap a baby and leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, they give that baby back to a man with brain damage. Don't worry. Yeah, they they yes, they go to a sanitarium, drop off a baby uh, with a man who still has the bandages on his head, uh, and then drive out of town. Can I give you a manga spoiler? That's my biggest issue with the anime version sure. of this. 
uh, Tomoe dies in the manga, and I hate that they change that in the anime because they don't, they don't do anything with it. They just give an infant to a man with no memory and like severe damage. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. Instead of him dying because he did a bunch of terrible stuff. Well, he was possessed by Germatoid. It's not his fault. Yeah, but I guess he was also way worse in the manga. Like he was more of a very legit yeah, villain. And like, okay, well, it was. Fair. It's kind of implied that like whatever was left with Tomoe is yeah, gone. But yeah, no. But here, Chris, the issue I don't think is was he a bad guy when he was possessed. I think the issue now is he has severe brain damage is it is it no you keep saying okay. that but like is it that or is it just that he he lost his memory is he in the sanitarium because he lost his memory well you don't lose your memory because something casual happened to your skull <laughs> well, well no but he i didn't think he lost it because of his injuries i thought he lost it because he was possessed by germatoid i mean he seemed kind of messed up didn't he oh no either I, way you shouldn't give him a baby no, well, no, he should not have a baby like right now. But I feel like in a week or so, like he'll be fine. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I don't know. But yeah, like we don't get any of that in this episode. There's no Tomoe, no no witches, whatever number we're down to. I guess it's zero. No witches, zero. No Pharaoh ninety. No Mistress nine. Uh, no nothing. There's just one big connection. Yes, one amazing connection, <laughs> which we'll get to. That I was delighted by but we'll get to that yeah one thing that is also kind of weird is that the whole episode's about chibiusa being sad but they don't mention hotaru at all like the fact that she lost her new best friend not mention hotaru which is very weird it's a it's it's a it's a weird episode you're i mean you're right now that you've pointed out that it fit better when they when she goes back in r it's like oh yeah you're right this episode sucks Like you destroyed this episode, right, well, basically, let's, to me. Let's get into it. <laughs> Sorry. Let's get into it. Uh, do we have any sailor business business to talk about before we get in? I know that we uh, – it's, it's been a while since our last uh, mainline episode. So we're going to have a, a bunch of people to thank and a bunch of letters to read in the act break. But uh, are, are you leaning on a table right now, Jordan? Of course. Yeah. Very sorry. I'm not. Wow. <laughs> Why not? i've never experienced the emotion of regret oh, okay <laughs> right i i know that about you that's a lie i have it literally every waking moment of my life <laughs> oh good times great oldies all right so let's do this let's let's get into the episode oh uh wait i do have one bit of stupid wait, okay. uh, sailor moon business which is that uh my best friend lynn has been listening to the show and uh you might have seen on twitter if you uh if you follow our, our sailor business uh, Twitter, she got to episode 37 and was furious <laughs> because we, because of what we said, my uh, Myers Briggs <laughs> code was. <laughs> I, I, not only do I not remember this, I like, I have never Wait, found really? out what those Did we not, So have you take a test at one point? We should have. We said at the time that I was either ESFJ, which would be Jupiter, or ENFJ, which is Chibi. But Lynn says I'm definitely ESTJ, which is Luna. Which that makes me fucking thrilled. You know, I'm very happy to be Luna. So, so for fans of letters, <laughs> really hope you've enjoyed that little tangent. Chris, uh, Chris, I think we need to uh, for a Chibi episode make you take a Myers Briggs test and figure out what. Sailor Moon character. No, is that the one where you find out if I'm a robot at the end of it? Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, exactly. Perfect. All right, let's Perfect. do let's do this. This week's episode is episode 127 of Sailor Moon S, which is called A Guardian's Realization, Strength Lies Within a Pure Heart. Uh, It was directed by Harume Kosaka and written by Sukihiro Tomita, uh, with animation directed by Masahiro Ando, and originally aired on February 25th, 1995. The thing I love about this title, before we get to the, the English translation, is that it is more strictly translated as... Uh, self-awareness as a senshi which i think is great yeah that's what yeah that's what wikimoon calls it which i thought was pretty good yeah yeah. uh now i have some bad news for you jordan uh you already looked i i didn't look i saw it because it's like it's very uh short and like just pops right up under the the japanese title so i do know that the title of this week's episode is tough kindness what which is bad. That's the that's the Cloverway. Yeah, that, that is that is what our friends over at Cloverway decided to call it in in the year two thousand. Why? Why is it called tough kindness? Yeah, there's no a... tough kindness in this. <laughs> and also, tough kindness isn't a phrase. Yeah, no. it's tough love. Yeah, you know the theme of Sailor Moon love. Uh, why? Why would it not be like like bye bye Chibi Uso? Like why would it not be anything? <laughs> yeah, something real straightforward. Sure. Yeah, tough kindness is so weird. And like, what, so I think we need to come up. What, what would be a better title for this episode? I mean, almost literally anything. <laughs> Reeny, meeny, miny, mo. Like fucking anything. <laughs> that's, there you go. Okay, that's Jordan's. Uh, Shannon, do you have a better title than maybe that one? <laughs> uh, oh, God, I don't know. This episode's so pointless. I don't know. Maybe they'd just be better off skipping it because it doesn't affect anything. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, you could have literally just not had this episode. Uh, uh, Back to the Wind Tunnel, I think, is a good one. A good title. <laughs> Do they have microwaves in the future? Oh, I that's going to be a title. long conversation we're going to have about that stuff. Oh, boy. I'm excited. That might be our episode <laughs> title, actually. If I could turn uh, back time. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, that's share. it. Let's go share. Uh, so let's start with this episode. It's We join... Usagi and Memoru uh, on the balcony. They've they've been through uh, the big fight. Everything's calmed down. No more diamonds to worry about. No more witches. <laughs> and uh, Usagi is DTF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my first note. My first note is she's asking for sex. Uh, what? The, the thirst is real <laughs> for Usagi's kino. I mean, and guys, this is where this is where Memoru either either shows that he's an innocent an idiot or shows that he's a better person than we all thought he was. One of the two. Because he shuts it down. Because Usagi is like, it's cold outside. I want you to warm me up. And he goes, Yeah, let's go get some hot cocoa. He's, he's see uh, now. What do you think? Do you think he's dense, or do you think he's like you're a child? I'm gonna wait a few years. Uh, well, we know it's not one of those. <laughs> Which one? We 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 know it's not the second one. I think he's just a big dumb idiot. 
Although I do think, I do genuinely think that it's not that he's dumb. I think he's making a reasonable assumption that Usagi wants food. That is fair. <laughs> also true. I mean, I guess that's accurate. He could read the room better, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she she does have uh she does have those um like big shiny uh horny eyes, and she's blushing. Yeah, she's giving him the bedroom eyes. Shiny eyes are horny eyes. Yes, obviously, Jordan. <laughs> okay all right so we uh they go back inside uh but they they presumably just have some hot cocoa but not as hot as usagi would hey, like for christmas for christmas because it's a christmas episode it's actually takes place in february so uh, but it's it's got hot cocoa in it which is a thing you do in christmas time i mean that is the thing you do in christmas time it's also a thing you do throughout the winter which does not end on december 26th just so you know <laughs> neither does christmas time i mean that's true it doesn't end until january 6th Okay. Which is the 12th day of Christmas. Some people don't so. know that. So Seems super efficient. We go to Chibius's bedroom where there is a swirl of pink smoke. Uh, and and a letter drops down from the sky because this is how people send mail in the future. I love this. Of all the ways to contact someone in the past, they just write a letter and send it back through I a mean, time portal. You can do both. You think this is how all mail works in the future? <laughs> I mean, I think it's how mail that's sent to the past works in the future. Okay. I mean, do you think they have a lot of occasion to do that? Literally half the <laughs> cast of this show is from the future. <laughs> Wait, that's not true. Chibi, Setsuna, uh, the, the entire Dark Moon clan. Oh, fine. <laughs> I'm just glad letters are still around. Like, good job, letters. <laughs> good, job letters. <laughs> good job letters and i love this letter uh this is a letter from uh neo queen serenity aka the uh, the future version of our pal usagi and she draws mm-hmm. a self-portrait giving a peace sign so cute. with her crown on which and is great crying eyes laid down at the bottom yeah <laughs> and then in my favorite touch she has like misspelled a uh uh a hiragana character and scratched it out and written the right one above it which I think is delightful. Yep. It's adorable. She's queen of the universe. Yep. Of the planet. Of the planet. At least the solar system. She's at least queen of the solar system. Okay, yes. <laughs> yes. Let's, I'll give her that. I'll give her that. This letter is basically telling Chibi that she can come on home whenever she wants. And Usagi is like, hey, I miss you. Uh, come home, you know, whenever. And I feel like if... <laughs> If she is gone long enough for you to miss her, then you have not mastered time travel. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, they don't want her to grow up magically. Oh, oh they, they don't want her to grow up, so maybe <laughs> she could stay five years old for 900 years? <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying, you don't want to send your however old, how old do we decide she is now? She's like... 10 or 11 now i think you don't want to send your 10 year old back and then have her instantly become 11 you want to wait a year before she comes back so she's the right age right uh, i don't know look i don't know who cares it doesn't make a difference all the time travel in this movie movie show sucks yeah i mean you, you have certainly heard the phrase uh the past is another country right oh jesus that no that is how this is treated it is treated like the past and future are just places sure. you can go to <laughs> through a long windy tunnel through a long windy tunnel with a door that is sometimes guarded 
<laughs> so she has a little vision of uh, of her future. By the way, which we get to see it looking nice instead of completely bombed out like it used to look. Yeah. So presumably, like again, we've talked about this. Like the the future in which Chibi was sent back the first time has been averted. I think, or things just got better. Like it's hard to say. It is hard to say. There was a whole season about them fixing it, though. Well, but did is they there? fix it by avoiding the the future, or did they fix it like by you know sweat? <laughs> Split timelines. This 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 Chibi is not the Chibi okay. from last season. We can't. We don't know. I think it's, it's, it's the, the Chibi from last season. But when she goes back into the future, she goes to a different future, like Marty McFly at the end of Back to the Future. Yes, exactly. And so every once in a while, her mother is like, "Remember this?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that I I think that's probably what happens. I don't know. I don't know. Well, the, but my point was she she has a little vision of her family. You get to see purple tuxedo mask again, and uh, also I think because they're just having a day in the park and frolicking, and I was like, oh, her mother just has wings now. Like it's just <laughs> she just has wings. <laughs> yeah, you know, just hanging out in the park. She has wings. It's the thing. You turn sixteen, you get your wings. <laughs> I just like that they also don't have any, like, casual hanging out in the park clothes. They're like, no, just the nope. same King and Queen outfit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, they have one set of clothes. I, well, I was going to say, do you, do you think they have one set of clothes or do they have multiple sets of the exact same outfit? I think they have one set of clothes. <laughs> do you think that the, the, the moon magic keeps it clean, at least? No. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, I do like the idea of Amaru open a closet that's just filled with those purple tuxedos. You've seen that, you've seen that commercial for um, it's it's like for for Tide, I think, where it's like you know a, a dad and he's like, you know, my daughter practically lives in her princess dress, but once a week I let her play sheriff so I can wash it. That might as well yeah, be yeah, Amaru yeah. and Usagi in the future. My my wife uh, <laughs> practically lives in her princess serenity dress. <laughs> No, I want to see Neo Queen Serenity dress as a sheriff so Tuxedo Mask can do the laundry. Yes. Fa- hey, hey, Shannon, <laughs> you're, of the three of us, you're most equipped to bring that decision to life. <laughs> oh, you're right. I am. Oh, that's hilarious. So I have a question, though, about that. Um, so I, I'm, I'm guessing that I don't think we've addressed this ever, but I'm guessing transformation repairs clothes. Uh, it means magic. So why wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's magic. Yeah. So, because because like we've seen the Sailor Scouts outfits ripped, but we've never had the follow up scenes where they're like, God damn it, we have to sew these back together again. I mean, so I'm I think assuming it's like Green Lantern, you know, where like the 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 costume is a construct of the suit, right, right, right. But like you can see yeah. it get yeah, we get to see it be made out of like magic ribbons, yeah, and and feathers. Her princess dress also manifests, so maybe yes. she can like just clean it with her pure heart, or or maybe maybe it's laundry day sometimes in the future. <laughs> I mean, prestidigitation is a cantrip, so. Maybe she uses, uh, maybe pink sugar heart attack just, like, blows the dust off of it. Do, do, <laughs> do, do, do. Um, so, Chibi is wearing, see, I want to say relatively normal clothes. Well, she's wearing her future. school uniform. Yes. Which is to what school? <laughs> her, her mother is in a gown. Her father is in a lilac tuxedo with a cape and a Dracula medal. <laughs> Chibi's in her school uniform. I also like that the school hasn't changed their school uniform in thousands of years. <laughs> okay, here's a question though. Is this a school uniform or is this like everybody in the future just wears that because the iconography of Sailor Moon is so important 
and Sailor Moon is basically wearing a, a school uniform. Uh, what I want to know is what you you've what you listen you it's a tangent I understand, but Chris, you're you're a big Dracula fan. Yes. Why does he wear a medallion? <laughs> I I don't understand the question. Like why would he? <laughs> He earned it in the war. What does it represent? Like for what? Yes, for what was it awarded? Things like that. I mean, the war. Well, I mean, the Matt war. Fraction refers to it as a penmanship medal. <laughs> for good Let's handwriting. See. Oh, here's a Universal Monsters limited edition Dracula prop replica. It looks a little bit like a snowflake for Christmas. Um, <laughs> don't start. Don't start. <laughs> well, I'm trying to see what it's. What does it say? I mean, uh, it was just part of the attire for an aristocrat, noble, or decorated individual, apparently. It denotes rank, status, or achievement, but it doesn't say which rank, status, or achievement. Well, I mean, <laughs> you, you are aware that Dracula was, like, was royalty, yes. Like, you know, you know what his status is. He's a count. It's in his name. So it's just, it's just <laughs> his, his countdom. It, it's, uh... Royal countenance, <laughs> countenance. But I'm all right. I'm just wondering. Just uh, this, this, this idea struck me all of a sudden. So uh, the Smithsonian uh, says mm-hmm. interesting fact about the Dracula medallion. It's actually based on the real medal awarded to Count Victor von Dracula during the Vampire Wars of the 14th century. No. <laughs> Next the Smithsonian paragraph. says that. Next paragraph. That's not true, actually. So please don't cite this post in your term paper on supernatural military campaigns or undead undead numismatics. That's not in the real (laughs) Smithsonian. Yes. No, that's on the Smithsonian. Smithsonian Smithsonian.com. I now love their website. Yeah. I've never been there. Support support museums, everybody. That's amazing. Anyway. All right. Back to the episode. It's just just like it's it. He awarded it to himself for his part in going back in time to yell at his past self in his dreams to break up with his then girlfriend, current wife. He yelled at someone and gave himself a medal. Be like, yeah, I did a good job. No, his queen wife. What what part of that does not fit with with what we know about Tuxedo Mask? We know about Prince Endymion. At least his queen wife gives it to him, right? Uh, To show that he's crown regent. That dude awards himself medals all the time, and you know this is true. <laughs> all the time! So Usagi comes in, and she's like, hey. So Usagi comes in, and Chibiusa gives her uh, the letter. And then we cut to the Hikawa Shrine, uh, where, if I can just do a brief fashion corner, uh, you've you've heard of high-waisted skirts before, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, let's talk about how Ray's is basically like a turtleneck at this point. It looks like, you know, uh, Robbie Rotten from Lazy Town, like in his cartoonishly high pants. No, I've never watched that one. Oh, uh, you guys don't watch shows for children? <laughs> well, anyways. Well, we're well, watching I mean, we clearly do. Yeah. <laughs> Just not that particular one. Well, it's a very good show for children, but there's a dude that has like high-waisted pants, but they're cartoonishly high. And it's literally that. I like how she's standing, ne- like she's sitting directly next to, uh, to Minako. And her belt is like a foot higher than Minako's waist. Oh yeah, yeah. Like belting this this extremely long skirt. Well, what, that's the other thing about it is that this skirt has four giant buttons on it, but then also mm-hmm. has to be like cinched on with a giant belt, which doesn't like it. Like I don't know. To my eye, it doesn't look like the belt should be there. It looks like she literally couldn't hold it on, and she was like shit, and like had to belt it on. 
She's also wearing a an oversized green blazer that matches her boots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is a this is a fashion disaster. Do you think? I mean, Minako is basically dressed like young Mrs. Claus. It's a Christmas episode. <laughs> yes, it um, is. yes, it is a Christmas <laughs> episode. Exactly, exactly. Everybody else, like like you know, Ami looks like uh, your favorite librarian grandma as usual. Uh, <laughs> Makoto's looking very sporty in a pair of uh, shorts with big buttons, and they are they are standing paired off in their pairs. I mean, yes, they're st- they're standing yeah. as couples. Usagi says an amazing line, which is, yeah, she got a letter from her mom, which is me. <laughs> and then Venus brings back the joke. So it was written in hiragana. Uh, which I would be curious. I don't have the, the Blu-rays for this season yet, so I don't know what the uh, the the translated joke is. But like, I'm sure it's like, so it was, so it was not written in crayons or whatever. <laughs> crayons. It's probably, it's probably crayons. Like, so it was written in crayons. That would be pretty funny. They decide it's a oh god. I hate this. Plot. This episode I hate this plot is a really so dumb plot, and I put a lot of the dumbness on Chibi and her reactions. But everybody's well, a little dumb. That's fair. It's so stupid because it's a plot where like Neo Queen Serenity wants Chibi to come home, but Chibi doesn't want to come home because she's going to miss all the the scouts and and Usagi and Memoru. And then the scouts and Usagi and Memoru are like, "Oh, we really miss her, but I guess she really wants to go home, so we should just like give her a nice." going away party and make it feel like we don't miss her and then she was like a going away party they want me to leave they hate me it's so fucking bad it's really bad it's a plot that could be avoided if anyone had a conversation yes. with each other um also this is uh, since we're already talking about the party uh this is the the i know we, that's we usually talk about what we learn at the end of the episode but what we learn is don't ever throw chibi a fucking party because this is the second party disaster <laughs> of chibi's life <laughs> Here's the here's the <laughs> weirdest and stupidest thing about this episode of Sailor Moon. You know, we talked about how it's like the past and future are just other places that coexist, right? Sure. Chibi goes, if I go back to the future, I'll never see these people again. <sighs> no, that's like literally factually incorrect. You will be seeing only these people. Like, d- and does Chibi not know? <laughs> Like, does TV not know? She's just that these aren't the same. That, she's just that, an idiot. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't. I honestly, we, when we, yeah, Devin and I got to that part, we're just like, what? Uh, and, and again, later, it, it just looks like. I guess they just don't hang out with her in the future. The scouts, but even her mom and dad do. No, but they do hang out with her in the future because they threw her a birthday party. No, yeah, that's true. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So that's that's already been proven false too. So then she's just a fucking nitwit. Like. Yeah, she has. I, I wrote down. Chibi has no idea who these people are. Yeah, she's like, I'm gonna miss Usagi so much as she's holding a letter from the literal Usagi of the future, which has a picture of Usagi drawn on it. Yeah. Yes. In case you forgot. Uh, uh, it's very frustrating, and it's like Chibi's a goddamn dunce. Yeah, and I like. I kind of get it. Like, it's she clearly thinks of you know Neo Queen Serenity as her mom, right? Like she's she's mommy. Uh, and she thinks of of Usagi as big sister Usagi, right? Yeah. So I get that, like she's seeing like a difference, but she never she never expresses it in a way that makes any sense in that front. She's never like she's never like I'm gonna miss, you know, I'm gonna miss you, like being with you guys when you're young, like I'm gonna miss being with you guys when we're friends and you're not my my mom and dad, you know? Because there is a difference there that I think she could talk about. Okay, okay. but it's like very weird. Okay. Can I can we get can yeah. we get real? Can we get real and serious for a second? Okay. Would you hang out with your parents when they were your age? 
I mean, probably not, but my parents aren't like <laughs> superheroes. <laughs> so, um, actually, let me see. When my uh, actually, let's not even say our age. Let's say when you, when you, if you and your parents were both teenagers at the same time, would you be mm-hmm. friends with them? Um, I mean, like, do I know they're my parents? <laughs> Only as much as Chibi does, which means maybe you're an idiot, so you don't. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, like my my, you know, my mom and dad read Marvel comics, and my dad was in a band, so like probably <laughs> okay. I'd hang out with my dad. My dad was pretty cool. I, I I mean, I think I would probably, I would probably hang out with my dad. My mom would be a little tricky because she was, she was a little wilder than I ever got, but <laughs> you never know. You know, it's hey, it's again, it's a real back to the future situation. Okay, let's say you do know just so you don't accidentally get hit on by your parents. <laughs> or you don't reciprocate. There you go. Well, again, are my parents superheroes who are going to be the king and queen of the universe? I don't the, Do you the, want the them to be? Do you want your parents not... to be king and queen of the universe? No, yeah. not at all. Uh I can imagine very few scenarios more harrowing than my mother having absolute power over the universe. Yeah, that would give me nightmares if my mother had that much yeah, power. Yeah, we don't ever but get like, to see Chibi. Oh, I was going to say we don't get to see her in teenage mode, and we don't. But we we get to see her fight with her mother all the goddamn time. But uh, imagining, like, actual... I mean, we do, we do see her as an adult. <laughs> That's true. Fighting with her mother. Although she's she's really a child in an adult body. Ugh. <sighs> Okay, see, that's the thing. You say, like, oh, would you would you do this? Would you do this? The situation that Chibiusa is in is not analogous to any situation that it could possibly no, happen of course for not. us. Of course not. That's, yes, it's, it's, it's a science fiction premise. Uh, yeah, I was just wondering. It's bananas. Um, it's around this point. It could be a Christmas miracle yeah. that would make you do that. <laughs> yeah, because it's Christmas. Episode. Yes, that's what um, I said. <laughs> It's around this point that uh, I was watching this with Aiden last night, and Aiden has not watched a lot of uh, of S. Uh, like, she missed, uh, you know, she just wasn't around when I was watching it for the show, so she hasn't watched a lot of the, like, none of the Pharaoh 90 Aww. and Mistress 9 stuff, none of the, like, Mugen Academy stuff. And she was watching this part with me, and it's around this part that she turned to me on the couch and she was like, so what happens in Sailor Moon S? And I had to try to summarize this season for her, which was impossible. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's not... Well, babe, <laughs> there's there's the whole you know you're familiar with the Holy Grail. <laughs> it was, so wait, wait, can we just talk so, about? I have one more question about fashion, and and Jupiter's pants, and by pants I mean shorts. Okay, you put you mentioned that it has they have giant buttons down the side. Are those just for show, mm-hmm. or do your shorts open on the side as well as normal style? I think those are just for show. I've seen pants okay. like that. They're, okay. Yeah. I was just like, what? Why would there be buttons over there? I mean, Shannon, you're you're a a character designer, uh, and you're very fashionable. Like, you would probably know this a little bit better than I do. Uh, yeah, they're probably just for show. Okay. The thing about buttons, you can just sew them wherever you want. All right. Let's uh, do it. <laughs> so Chibi sobs because she like she's like she's like oh you you want me to leave that much and I wrote I mean kind of yeah. <laughs> But I do like, like, even though I like Chibi Moon a lot more than I liked uh, Season R, uh, Sailor Moon R, Rini, R is for Rini. So she runs to um, Memoru's apartment, or Memoru's condo, actually. We find out it's a, con- a condo in this episode, not an apartment. Oh, did we? Wait, wait, wait he, does it say that? Or Oh, they say they're going to have the party at Memoru's condo. Oh, they say condo? Okay. Yeah, he, he owns. He doesn't rent. 
Nice. I mean, he pay, he pays that regime fee. You know, I mean that makes sense. Listen, we knew he was rich. We knew he was rich. Yeah. So. Um. So the the fucking elevator opens. Memoru, who is now eight feet tall, he's always been eight feet tall. But go ahead, walks out with his fucking swing pants. <laughs> like it's his normal outfit, but everything's like just like a little too big so it looks like he's about to go swing it. it looks like he's in a costume from the mask because he's wearing these crazy saddle shoe wingtips it's it, the, the the art in this episode is weird it's it, it's art it's it's slightly weird in a way that we've seen before but like like the way that luna always has like lopsided ears in this episode and there's a certain expression that they keep drawing on everybody when they're like kind of excited that like has this weird elongated face from the side um, it's just one of the one of yeah. the yes. Everything looks a little weird. I usually like this art director because like everyone just looks really chubby and cute, but this episode <laughs> doesn't look great. Everyone's out of proportion. Like all the proportions are weird. Like even like just for their own bodies, let alone when they're standing next to each other. Like yeah, and everyone's really dead eyed. Like we especially yeah. Mamaru. We talked about how high Ray's waist was, but like the way that the the century are all lined up next to each other in that scene, like Jupiter's waist. Ami's waist and uh, Ray's waist are all like on the same line, but Ray's is clearly way too high because <laughs> next to her is Minako, who is about foot, a foot lower. Anyway, it's like very weird. Um, so you don't think that Ray was just wearing her dress like up to the bottom of her boobs? I think like she, I thought, she I think she was, but I think she's not supposed to look that weird with it. Okay, okay it's a okay. very like what, what is that is that an empire waist is what that's called like you you don't really see those in in skirts yeah because like when you talk about like it's usually a bust line but then that's also a pant line now <laughs> so uh members like hey nobody wants you to leave they just want you to like you know have a good time at, at you know, they just want you to be happy that's all yeah, uh, I mean, they then, they really were trying to be nice. Like they thought she was embarrassed to want to leave, which is a little weird. But like, well, they thought she didn't want to. Like, well, no, that makes sense. If she's like, God, finally, I can go home. Like, you would be a little <laughs> hurt by that. Sure, sure, but why would she feel that way? Uh, anyway, yeah. So they have they have tea and they talk about it. And uh, but then but then this gets dragged out even more like there's a scene yeah. with usagi and chibiusa and it's just like oh you don't understand how i feel like it's i hate it this i hate it yeah because it's because it's 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 all about really childish emotions like by a child which i get okay yeah she is a child so that makes sense but it's just it's just so even for a kid, this is frustrating, though. Like, I feel like yes. they would get like, oh, I'm leaving. Obviously, people throw you a goodbye party because they're going to miss you. Yeah. Um. Oh, Chris, you left. Also, you left out the subplot. And it's not really a subplot is a, a strong term for it. But the that Yusagi wants to make her a present. And so you see mm-hmm. her get uh one of her her dresses from when she was a little kid, which, mm-hmm. first of all, it's like, that's kind of impressive that you have. <laughs> like baby clothes of yours in your drawer just there but okay and then in the middle of the night while chibi's sleeping yusagi is making something and she keeps stabbing herself with a needle as she tries to sew it which is really funny so from there we cut to something amazing (sighs) now as you may recall mujin academy uh exploded four times the building was blown up 
four times. Le- it left a crater that rapidly filled with water in the middle of Tokyo. Um, but you know what survived? One sexy lady. Uh, one sexy lady. One sexy lady egg and the easy bake oven. So, I mean, survived is a little bit of a strong term for it. It's pretty banged up. It's pretty, it's still functional because, which we know because this, uh, this protoplasmic diamond hatches from her egg, crawls over to the easy bake oven, shuts the door and becomes a monster. So this shit rules. This, this episode, they live. Yes. Oh, oh, I, we'll get, which, we'll get to which, it. Which, I I, again, which is appropriate for the holiday season post like Thanksgiving, <laughs> uh, because she is literally a reheated leftover monster. But it's a post-Thanksgiving episode, right, which Thanksgiving means episode. Christmas. Yes, exactly. Uh, now, right, he, so but here's the thing episode. about this. So in a moment, at some point relatively soon, we actually see a shot of the – we see a shot of the of the crater here, but we get to see a, um, a bigger shot of the crater in a, in a few moments um, or in a few minutes. And they remind us mm-hmm. how – fucking enormous it is it's like again multiple multiple city blocks have been completely decimated and replaced by a giant crater which is filled with water so why is this lady and the oven not underwater uh that's that's an excellent (laughs) question jordan there's also like a pile of broken diamond eggs uh but here's the weirdest part no, like nobody went in there like no cops went into no they never investigated anything no it, it is no yeah, those 14 year olds in miniskirts got it yes it is, they saw the sailor scouts and went covered don't worry about it, it is real time two weeks since this happened it is at least like four days since this happened in, in the context of the show it's it, like that's the minimum amount of time nobody's poking around in there nobody's uh, no where's the pile of, of of diamond eggs they're like going through the rubble and being like i don't know what this is and they just put them over there put them all in a pile we'll deal with them later but again <laughs> they shouldn't be able to go through the rubble unless they're using police divers because the whole fucking thing filled with water i guess this could be on the edges of the crater this could be where usagi came out of the uh this could be where Usagi came out of the, uh, the the portal with that baby. Yeah, but the oven was in Mugen Academy deep, like underground. So when that place blew up, it should be at the bottom of the bottom of the middle of the crater. That's it true. It shouldn't be. It should not have been blown miles out of this crater. How much better <laughs> would this be is if in, in that final Mugen Academy explosion – like we saw the easy bake oven like being blown away end over end like the fucking refrigerator in that Indiana Jones movie that I refuse to acknowledge the existence of. You just brought it up. That's how the diamond survived. It was in there. Yeah. Wouldn't, like, wouldn't that be a much better bit? I really think it would. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sure. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so wait. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes. I just want to point out. You literally just said. Wouldn't it be much better if they stole the worst thing that everyone hates from the worst Indiana Jones movie? Is that the thing everyone hates? Look, That's I haven't one seen it. I'm like, here's the thing. You know how you know what happened to me in Star Wars, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. I saw a Star Wars movie, and a thing that I loved for my entire life became a thing I hated for ten years. Now I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you something about this Indiana Jones movie. Uh-huh. It got such negative reviews. That I didn't see it in the theater either. I went, okay, I'm not saying this. Uh, years later, I eventually saw it. And I was like, oh, that wasn't 
as bad as everybody made it sound. Uh, it's still the worst one by far. And there's a couple of parts that are so bad. So bad. But overall, I was like, ah, it's fine. It's like, it's fine. I mean, uh, uh, Shannon, have you seen it? Yeah, I saw it in theaters the day it came out. <laughs> did, you, did you did you hate it? Okay. Yes. Is the fridge the worst part? I think the monkeys, the monkeys and the vine swinging is the worst part, right? I just, overall, it just feels really embarrassing. Like someone's <laughs> trying too hard to be cool. So like the entire setup of the movie is just kind of frustrating. Yeah. Okay. My feeling on it was this. Uh, it makes perfect sense if you're going to keep like pulp traditions, right? Like if you're going to keep pulp inspiration, if you move uh-huh. into the 50s to make it a, a, a an aliens story, right? Yeah. That's oh, like yeah. what fifties pulp was. It was sci-fi. Uh, even 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 ancient aliens, even even like the whole concept of like a- archaeology is aliens, I thought was like, oh yeah, that's a thing. Like yeah. that's a a well-established tradition. But I feel like the problem with that is that Indiana Jones as a character is rooted in 30s pulp, which is which is adventure, like 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 you know, with, yeah. with mystical elements. Uh, and the problem with that is that, you know, time marches on and Harrison Ford aged <laughs> by right. yeah, 30 years. Very old. So like, you can't keep him. He can't still be fighting Nazis. The only way to satisfy it would be if he was like fighting like, you know, the boys from Brazil in South America. I mean, they did. They, they made it a very I thought I, I don't know. To me, I was like that part I didn't hate because I was just like, it's very 50s. Like you said, it's very. It's very America and fifties instead of ancient European. Yeah, but but I feel like the uh, I feel like the refrigerator thing. That's the that's the least of what I'm worried about. Anyway, oh, okay. Well, that's one of the things people always cite as the dumbest yeah, thing. People always so. say the Dune buggies and Star Trek Nemesis are bad too, and that shit's wrong. Dune buggy shit <laughs> rules. I don't think the refrigerator part is. Listen, it's dumb, but I don't think it's necessarily that much dumber than Temple of Doom, the cart jumping off a track and then landing perfectly on another track. Okay, so speaking of the dune buggies in Star Trek Nemesis, let's talk about please, other please. Uh, other current day technology that somehow managed to, to survive to the future. Oh, we cut, or does it? This is great. We cut to this the, is the dumbest thing in the world. We cut to I the going it. away party. They've got uh, a baller nice. looking sushi platter. Oh, such a good one. I want it. I oh, want to I eat all of that. Hey, um, in, in the town where I live, uh, my friend Ben took me to this place the other day. There's a sushi restaurant where it comes to you on a conveyor belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, we have one of those here in Atlanta. They rule. Yeah, yeah. They had one in the in in the in the mall in Queens uh, that we went to a few times. It was awesome. It's great. Or they, they charge you by the color of the plates. No, the, like yeah. mine flat fee. You pay before what? you eat, and I'm like, yeah, what? you guys are losing money on this one, dog. <laughs> that's amazing. It's yeah, like, that's a really like good deal. Eleven dollars. Oh, oh, that's wow. awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's what happens when you live outside of a uh, of New York and ATL. Everybody. Yeah, where where we are, it's it's the, the the colors of the plates, and then you you get charged by how many plates you've got on your table. See, the way ours work is, you get rewarded with toys. What based on how much sushi you eat? Yeah, so if you eat, I think it's fifteen uh, green plates, you get a gashapon. Okay, wow. now here's what's here's what's um. Shannon, forgive me, because uh, I'm going I'm to yeah. block your spot a little bit. Uh-oh. It's fine. You're tiny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I go there with a crowd, and I take all the toys. <laughs> I, like, like, how can someone be like, we're going to reward you for eating sushi with Gashapon, and you just like, you, you're so small. Anyway. <laughs> so, speaking of... I'm sorry uh, that is insulting. I honestly am. No, no, I know. I live in this. I know how tiny this is. <laughs> 
Okay, so yeah. Speaking sushi of people, platter, speaking of great. people uh, changing the party, uh, so they they sit down to have this this sushi party, and Ray goes, "I'll <laughs> to start the party. I'm going to sing a song." <laughs> what? Is yeah. that how most of your parties? Anybody? Is that anybody? Is that how anybody's parties usually I mean, start? Like, I was friends with a bunch of uh, <laughs> drama kids in high school, and that is how, like, oh, I guess I'll just sing a song. <laughs> Oh, lovely. Uh, all right. That's how I'll start my birthday party. It's it's pretty close. It's pretty close. Okay. Uh, so we I'll, get back and we see the birth of Renji. This is our monster of the week. Oh, is that but the we, monster's name? I didn't Renji. know. Renji. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we don't get a good look at her. So I'm going to wait uh, to talk about what she is until after our act break. <laughs> Hey, Jordan. Yeah. Since this is our Christmas episode, uh huh. what <laughs> gift can people give us this year? Lots of money. No, uh, but in seriousness, you can subscribe to our Patreon and uh, donate as little as a dollar a month to help keep things going. Uh, you know, uh, it'll help keep my baby in diapers. And uh, I'm sure Chris has needs too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I just bought a, I just bought a new car, so oh. everybody can maybe uh, maybe kick in a little extra. What kind of car? Uh, I got a uh, well, my old car is a 2000 Toyota Camry that has one door handle. Wow, that I've been I've had since 2009, so I've had it for quite a quite a while. Um, oh, and please my, tell me you bought a little Toyota hatchback that you drive around in really crazily. Yeah, I, I bought I bought the uh, <laughs> I bought a, a new Toyota that's white with a big black star on the door. <laughs> Very practical. No brakes, though, which is weird. <laughs> snails? A lot of snails. Yeah, okay. Okay. A lot of, a lot of snails. snails. Big snail problem. It was very cheap. No, I bought. I actually bought a 2017 Kia Soul. So, oh, my. Yeah, it's a it's a big jump from a car from 2000 to a car from last year. So nice. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, but yes, uh, please head over to patreon.com slash sailor business. You can support this show. You can support our sister podcast, Xena Warrior Business. Uh, you can help us do stuff like uh, streaming the video games, which is our next goal. You can help uh, keep us in songs. Jordan, I think we're back. We're back at it again. Yes, we, we went. We, we've been fluctuating. Oh, yeah, no, we, we're, we're well into the songs. Last time I checked, we, we weren't. Uh, but now we are again. So I'm. I'm, well, I'm we are ready. as of this recording. Yeah, we're, we're, we're 72 bucks up on that, which means we're only about uh $200 away from Motoki's Game Corner where I'll be playing Xena and Sailor Moon games on YouTube or Twitch or something to to yeah. give people a, a fun time. Uh and we have a lot of people to thank. Do you remember what day we recorded last? Uh no, it's been about 20,000 years. Here we go. Here we go. Oct- Jesus yeah. Christ, October 28th? That can't be true. No, it was November 5th. That's when we were recording with Chris. Okay. okay episode cool. 126, November 5th. So we have a lot of people to thank. It's been a while. Jeepers Christmas. It's been so long. Uh, we have to thank Mark Cope. Thank you so much, Mark. Austin Wilden. Austin, we appreciate your help. Nicole Verge. Thank you, Nicole. Uh, we have to thank Troy Stacha. Thank you very much, Troy. And Mandy Coates, who is a uh, a $15 backer, will be getting uh, the pin next time those go out. Oh, thank you so much, Ma- Mandy. Uh, Colin Peacock pledged. Thank you, Colin. Francisco Esparza. Francisco, thank you. Uh, Patrick Rennie. Thank you, Patrick. 
Uh, Sissel Hall. Thank you, Sissel. I think that's, I think it's all for, those are all for November. So now we're into December. Charlie Neal. Charlie, thank you. Uh, that's right. So uh, thank you to all of those folks and our uh, all of our great patrons who are supporting the show and helping us keep going. Uh, we mentioned the pins for $15 backers, but you can get all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, at the $5 level, you get access to bonus content, including cut audio. There's probably going to be about five minutes of me arguing with Jordan about Die Hard, if that's something you're interested in. <sighs> Uh, but we actually had something really, really cool. Um, over on uh, Xena Business, we do uh, the, a segment called the Dan Scrolls, where Dan Casino actually does a bunch of research and gives us the historical and mythological context for each episode. And since we are now through Xena Season 1, he compiled everything into an annotated PDF wow. that we're going to be putting up. For, and it's for $5 backers. You can just go download that or read it. It's really cool. Uh, Dan's really awesome and was super nice to to do that for us. It's it's really well formatted and and has additional thoughts that you didn't hear uh, in the versions of the Dan Scrolls that we wrote on the That's show. That's amazing. So it's a nice little companion to Zena season one. That's amazing. Seriously, uh, we've got a couple emails. All Jordan, right, let's hear them. If you want me to, to read yeah, those, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we got a we got a bunch of uh, of chibi soda ideas. A lot of people want us to rank all the monsters, which I think would be very fun. Sure, sure. That's a lot of work, but we, you know, we we ranked all the. Episodes, it is a lot, of, so. but you know, we could do that. We could do that for uh, a bunch of different ones. Uh, we got one from uh, E Boy, who says, "Hi, Chris and Jordan, longtime listener, first time emailer. Saw this story about the Super Famicom Sailor Moon fighting game starting making a startling splash in the competitive gaming scene. If you can get through a technical jargon, there's a tier list for the characters, which I think you will find pretty entertaining. Uh, thanks for producing such a great show, and I hope you are having lovely holidays." Uh, P.S. My birthday is the same as Usagi's, June 30th, so thank you for all the birthday celebrations. Unfortunately, I also share a birthday with Chibiusa, so because you forgot this year, I have turned into evil. Luckily, I am low tier, so there shouldn't be much difficulty in defeating me. Um, and Eboy included a list, or, or this article, that is about how the uh, uh, Bishoju Senshi Sailor Moon S, Jogai Rento, uh, Shuyaku Sod- Sodatsusen uh, game, which roughly translates to outdoor brawl heroin duel what <laughs> is catching on like crazy with like modern day 2017 com- competitive fighting game players. Uh, it's apparently like a big deal because it's a uh, apparently a surprisingly fun fighting game. And it's one that I'm going to be trying to play when we get to uh, Matoki's game corner. Do you know who the best character to play as in this game? Mm, uh, don't say don't say Amy Jupiter. Yeah. It's okay. Jupiter. Phew. Okay, good, good, good. Although Mercury is one of the uh, most well-rounded characters. Uh, the lowest ones, uh, surprisingly, Uranus. What? Hmm. Uranus, Pluto, and Chibi Moon are the uh, are ranked as the lowest tier characters, with Pluto and Chibi Moon up for grabs for who's the worst. Yeah, I mean, Chibi, sure. I don't like this game anymore. Oh, come on. Chibi. This game's rude. She has a joke attack. Well, no, I meant for, like, okay. Pluto and Uranus. Uranus should be more punchy than Jupiter. You'd think so. Or at least even. Did they have a fist fight ever? <laughs> uh, all right. They, moving we, on. They, we need to have a, they need to have an over-the-top arm wrestling match is what they need to have. Oh, man. Like a switch. <laughs> uh, moving on, we got a, a, an email from uh, Mary Kekik, 
who says, uh, I just caught up with my binge of your show. In one of the more recent episodes, you discussed casting The Witches 5 for a Sailor Moon 2017 reboot. I made my own list and included a few extras along with it to include most of the Deathbusters. Forgive me if I missed any. Hope you all have fun with the blunderful season that is Supers, which in all my years, I've only just <laughs> recently seen. And oh boy, just wait for that Venus episode. Oh. Uh, so Mary, here's Mary's uh, uh, casting call. And I'm actually going to forward this to you because there is a, uh, Mary was nice enough to include a, uh visual companion so that we could see all of these people together uh so we've got ted danson as professor tomoe all right yeah i like that emma roberts as kaolinite wait wait who's that who's that uh emma roberts i am uh unfamiliar with but if you look at the picture like i recognize her face and she does really look like kaolinite gotcha 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 uh great casting uh aubrey plaza as mistress nine nice uh madeline peach who is cheryl blossom and riverdale as Eugeo. Uh, Lily James, who is uh, Deborah, the waitress and baby driver, as Mimette, uh, which is also very good. Uh, yeah, she's also Cinderella in the new Cinderella reboot. Mary has cast Zendaya as Villui, the chandelier, and uh, uh, Carmen Bikandova, who is Selena Kyle in Gotham as Telu, which is interesting. Interesting. Uh, and then uh, Camilla Mendez, who is Veronica in Riverdale as Supreme and Pitlow. Nice. Which I think is yeah, I kind of that. delightful. All right. All right. Uh, we've got another email from Sean Donahue, uh, who says, I was listening to the editor writer argument about how an evil Sailor V would operate on your what if chibi sode, and I thought of a compromise you could use. Sailor V could still commit supervillain crimes, but she would only steal things that had been invested with huge amounts of emotional energy by the owners and then take that energy. For example, she could steal a famous painting and then steal all the wonder and amazement energy that had been put into it by all the people who had come to see it. It isn't really consistent with how energy works in the show, but crystals aren't real anyway, so it's cool. Let's rewrite the rules. Also, the energy on the show is inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. No, it's all... Uh, So I think that works very well. I think it's a fun idea. uh, Sean continues, uh, This does have the downside of not putting people into comas constantly. What a downside. Mm. But it does allow a lot of opportunities for Matoki to be the repeated victim of the crime. His family engagement ring, imbued with all the love of multiple generations of couples, gets stolen. His championship trophy, invested with all the pride and determination that went into winning it, is taken. Which is the most important thing. I could probably use a bit of workshopping to make it fit more precisely into the existing themes and structure of the show, but I wanted to share my thoughts anyway. Loving the show, Sean. Thanks, Sean. That's, I think that's a really fun idea, actually. Yeah, me too. I like that a lot. Yeah, thumbs up. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. All right, so um, with that, uh, what if we get back into the show? Because we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> Let's do it. Sure. The, the S is for shitty finale. <laughs> you say that. Do you but... not think this is a shitty finale? I Yes, it absolutely is. Okay. But... We're going to get some amazing stuff. And it starts, like, it really, the second half of the episode picks up because it is bonkers. I mean, it's not as bad as last season's finale. (laughs) So everybody gives Chibiusa a gift. Wait, Uh, first they all clap for the idea of gifts, which I thought was really funny. (laughs) There's really exciting. Time for gifts. Yeah, look, let's give gifts a hand right now. Gifts are great. But but it's but it's not even the people getting the gifts that she like Chibi doesn't applaud everybody else. Anyway, it's fine. Adorable. I love it. Makoto gives her These a dish she made uh, and yes. says, hey, when you get back to the future, just pop this in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> but OK, OK. And 
just like you, Chris, Devin immediately responded with, do they have microwaves in the future? Right? Yeah. Well, it, it gets worse from yes. this. Because, <laughs> because the, it's 22 <laughs> years since the show aired. We still have microwaves. Like, microwaves yeah. are still a thing. And even like, if they don't have microwaves, they have, I'm sure they have a way to heat food up that probably will cover this. Like, right, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> There's going to be something you can do with this kid. Cook it, eat it. Yeah. Here comes the next thing. Uh, Mercury <laughs> uh, brings her a computer program she wrote that is on a uh, three and a quarter inch floppy disk. Uh, Mercury. You've been to the future. They use crystal computers. <laughs> yes. There's no there's no A drive on that computer <laughs> that that Endymion was using. <laughs> oh my god. But uh, like again, so like like as you pointed out, like this is a this is a technology if someone gave me a a what is it? 3 and a quarter? Is that a 3 and a quarter yeah. inch? If somebody gave me a 3 and a quarter inch disc, I would be like I I don't I guess I can hang this on a wall as art. Like I, I, I can't do anything with it. Yeah, and it's like, what, like, what, like I, I I'm very proud of Ami for programming the study program, but like, <laughs> what is it running? Like, what operating system do I need to get for this? I'm also impressed. It's only on one floppy disk instead of being like do like Doom, where she just hands like nine. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I remember again. So when we were watching Sailor Moon, we would literally uh, download transformation sequences from sailor moon over hours and hours and hours and then we would have to zip them across multiple floppy disks in order to give them to our friends so (laughs) we would give each other a stack of disks and be like this is the first one you put that one in first and then you have to keep feeding them in to like open the zip here's okay (laughs) ami also says like hey study and then when you get tired play this original game software We're all in it. So Ami has made a some kind of game that is God, what is what is a, a, a three and a quarter floppy? Is that like or is it three and a half? Maybe it's three and a half. I don't know. What's Whatever. it's the smaller size floppy disk, but that's like 1.4 megabytes. Yeah, it's nothing. Right. Yeah, it's a, a shareware. She made she made a Sailor Moon shareware. <laughs> she made shareware. Uh then okay, but you know what? Three and a half inch floppies existed. For for the next little bit, like I I think my last computer to have a floppy drive was like maybe two thousand two. Like I I mean you know broadband was a thing before before we we moved away from those. But then Ray rolls up and she's like, "Hey, here's a cassette yeah. tape of my songs." <laughs> which a <laughs> oh come <Yeah>. on. <laughs> B, it's 95. CDs were already a thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Burned CDs were a thing. Yep. She's she's a she's just uh she likes the the fidelity of the magnet tape sound. Or she just had one of those like cassette recorders and that's how she's staying onto the tape instead of it being like professionally right. done. So it sounds great. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, it's very bad. And, and Again, like, no way. There's no way Chibi can play that in the future. Three in a row, these these the since you're like, hey, you know what's gonna exist a thousand years in the future? Microwaves, uh, floppy disk drives, and tape decks. I mean, again, because again, even even in that era, like as we've said, microwaves were around for a while. But mm-hmm. Ami should know better, uh, because three three and a half just replaced whatever the bigger one the floppy floppy disk I mean, i'm not even i'm not 
even mad at Ami for like making it and putting it on there, but she's like, hey, ma- like she thinks it's going to exist a thousand years in the future. It's not like she could give her a USB drive. You know what you know? she should do? She should be like, Ami, see, Ami should be the smart one and go, listen, I wrote you a computer program, but I don't know how to give it to you. So just when you get home, go see me and I'll still have it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll give it to you in the appropriate format. <laughs> But you know, you know who, you know who drops a great gift? Yes, Mina. Yeah. Yep. Minako gives her a photo album, a nice, a nice scrapbook with like stuff written in and by hand. It's very pretty. My favorite is one of the pictures. She's like tripping in the middle of it. Yeah, it's really it's cute. cute. You were both at my wedding, so you like you remember like my guest book. Like we actually had like physical yeah. photos that we could put in the book. Aiden's been like printing out like a lot of like you know pictures that she's taken with her phone lately, just because they're like it's nice to have physical pictures and like it's a really sweet gift. I really like it. Yeah, absolutely adorable. And we and we know that we know it's there's stuff written in there, and we know that letters and hiragana exist in the future. So. <laughs> Because that's the thing. Even if digital media becomes the dominant form of media, like it's still nice. It would still be a, a nice thing. Like, look, I, I've got a book, and people can go, "Oh, that's quaint." But you can still fucking look at it. Like your <laughs> eyes work. <laughs> like it's still functional. It's not here. Have this dead technology, right? <laughs> and then here comes fucking Mamoru's dumbass. <laughs> Clearly forgot to get a gift. <laughs> He's like, yeah, uh, this is a rosebud. It's, here's what it represents. Like, motherfucker, we like we know you have those laying around. My favorite's how he puts it on her pile of stuff. It's just such a like empty toss. Or he's just like, yep, that's yours now. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty lame. Listen, I I defend Memorial a lot, but what ten year old girl is like? Oh, thank you for a non blossomed rose. I love it. I don't know. Six year olds are really into symbolism. So Usagi goes, will it fit in this? And holds up a cute uh, uh, knapsack that it, they clearly will not all fit in. <laughs> yeah, but it's just her being sweet. It turns out that she made uh, the, the that's what she was making. She was making the knapsack and dressing it up. And it's a bunny. Uh, but Ray is like, oh, what a cute puppy. Because it does not look great. And then they get in a fight. <laughs> uh, and then it's it's a very funny fight. It's a, it's it's been a while since they've had a funny fight. The two of them. Uh, it's an adorable fight where she keeps uh, she keeps saying dog. Yes. It looked like a dog, so I said it was a dog. And she's like, why do you have to keep saying dogs? And then she keeps finding ways to say dog anyway. And so I wrote down, say dog one more time, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty adorable. And then Chibi goes like, oh, I wish I had a best friend I could argue with like that. And then doesn't, again, as you said, Shannon, does not mention Hataru. Yeah. At all. Be a perfect time to get sad that her best friend's dead. So this is, and this is where I wrote down, oh, so this is what she said about, she has no friends. She's a loser. Yeah, she made more friends, though. We see her making two other friends. It's completely unnamed. In the, in the present. No, yes. back in her own time, she has no friends. That's why oh, she that's doesn't true. want to go back. That's true. Um, and apparently these people don't hang out with her. And when they do, they throw her a party, which is apparently the thing that makes her most fucking upset in the world. They get ready to, <laughs> to send Chibi off. And, uh, Makoto says, give everyone in the future our best, which is a dope line for leaving any encounter. Cause no matter what, no matter when they next see a person, it will be the future. So just be like, Hey, 
give the people in the future my best and leave like it's we a are, great line we are all interested in the future chris is that is because where we yeah uh, <laughs> nice thank you lovely <laughs> so chibi gets upset she starts crying and she runs to the time travel pond <laughs> yeah that's just where you time travel i guess oh yeah. all the continuity to have in sailor moon <laughs> The time travel pond is the weirdest thing that keeps coming up. I also feel like dropping out of the time sky over a pond is just really dangerous. Yeah. Well, it's more, less dangerous than dropping out of a, the sky over a uh, over not a pond. Oh, <laughs> I guess good, that's true. Yeah, good she's point. also a child. They're taking a lot of chances that she can swim. They, they presumably would know she needs to appear over a pond and yeah. would train her on how to swim. <laughs> Let a pee floats uh yeah yeah uh memoru holds back all the girls that when they run after her except for uh yusagi obviously so that so they can have a mother-daughter uh, moment now here's guys speaking of continuity of time travel am i forgetful or did did she always need to praise the god chronos in order to time travel or is this a I new development do not believe so <laughs> because i'm pretty sure she said this before did she I'm pretty sure she did. Okay, I don't remember her having to praise the god Kronos in order to time travel. But, sure. Sure she does. That's how time travel works. It's fine. So, she goes off. Usagi tells her, get along with your mom and dad in the future. Chibi says goodbye, Usagi. And we see Chibiusa for the very last time. But then something terrible happens. The last time ever, as in we'll never see her again for the rest of the season. We'll never see her again. She's gone. God. Oh, she was so good in this season, though. Uh, no, you know what? But it's still not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it absolutely is. Um, oh. So, who, who, is it the scouts or is it the cats? Who, it's the cats who roll up, right? And they're like, something terrible happened. And they're, they have noticed that there is a, a new diamond named Renji who is just like, like the, I guess the most powerful diamond ever because she's just sucking out the pure hearts of an entire city at once remotely. Uh, I mean, I guess because she's the oven. Yeah. So we see her and she is a diamond made of the oven. She's the monster oven. The oven is her, 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 I was going to say torso, but it's a little lower than the torso. It's very metaphorical. (laughs) Uh, And so I wrote down, because this was, I was delighted by this because this means she's a sexy, sexy monster maker monster. Yeah, wow, that's pretty intense. We have come full circle. Oh, I love it. I love Renji. Renji is great. <laughs> Can she put items in like her little belly thing and then like make another sexy monster? Wouldn't that be like a, a much better set piece for the final act if she was like just grabbing like if, like all the other diamonds were like popping out of her? <laughs> well, she doesn't have any eggs left. I guess that's true. No more diamond eggs. Sailor Moon uh, introduces herself. She gives her a speech. You know, pretty guardian oh, wait, festival I, and justice. I liked the that she goes. She goes. I'm Sailor Moon, and they're like, and we're the Sailor Team. And then Tuxedo Mask is like, uh, uh, I'm, I'm I'm Tuxedo Mask. Shut up, Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> he's not usually there for the beginning of the fights, so he doesn't know how it goes. He doesn't. He's a little awkward. He's like, oh, is this is this how we we all just introduce? Okay, I was ready. Well, I don't have a speech. <laughs> Fighting for apparel no shit i don't know what to say <laughs> i'm tuxedo mask hi <laughs> <laughs> so uh Rinji starts uh fighting the Sailor scouts she's doing a lot of like real ass kicking and 
we get to like we get the full uh sparkling wide pressure animation which i don't think we've gotten in a while yeah i think we get everyone's full animation for their attacks yeah and Rinji actually like cuts uh makoto's hair she's so like she's so close to uh attacking her she burns it off yeah all the animations but nothing's working sailor 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 jupiter would look good with short hair yeah i think so oh that ponytail is so iconic oh you both went for iconic makoto's ponytail is iconic and beyond reproach wow that's some severe severe talk so 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 then they cut from them getting their asses beat oh uh, i like i like that she she literally grabs uh venus by the leg and and starts swinging her entire body around i for a second i really thought we were gonna see her get slammed into the ground face first I did too. but she throws her instead <laughs> yeah it really looks like that's what's gonna happen uh but she throws her and she 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 smashes into uh, mercury and so you go from them getting their asses kicked to chibi walking out of the mist at which point i'm like what is this bullshit because i think that's her literally arriving but it isn't it's her walking through the mists of time yeah hey you know what's you know what's not which she's not walking towards what a door <laughs> that's very true no she's she went through the the clouds listen the, how time travel works makes no fucking sense in this thing it literally is just walk and you'll get there it's fine like what it's not a perilous journey it's just you know it's like ten, there's sometimes ten... wind and there's sometimes a door but right. not all the time right it's just completely random so uh Rinji pulls her tail out which is uh which is a plug <laughs> and then rips it up to reveal like all the i don't know av cables that are inside of it uh and and shoots it into everybody's uh chest to pull out all of their pure hearts oh is that what happens yes i thought she just electrocuted them all i mean i thought she was trying to pull out their hearts maybe she is just electrocuting them where the, where does that affect jupiter then and so then sailor moon says no because because i think th- they're not actually immune to their own powers oddly enough sailor moon <laughs> thinks to herself i really wish i had the holy grail which i think all of us think pretty regularly <laughs> yes um where did it go again? So, like, did it get destroyed? Like, what happened to the Holy Grail? It was turned into Mistress Nine, right? I know uh, it helped bring her back, but like, I honestly can't remember. <laughs> I remember. I remember. You know, I remember it being like dissolving or whatever it did. Let, let's. You know what? What we got? Wiki Moon. Oh, that's true. Holy grail so do you remember there's an image of mistress nine holding it so it like didn't turn into her uh no mistress nine put it into the device that powered the machinery to open the gateway to the dimension of the tau star system granting pharaoh 90 access to earth and that destroyed the grail oh Oh, yeah obviously and wasn't the grail Uh, yeah made of others no it was just it just appeared when the three things were brought together right yeah okay so it wasn't actually made of them so they still have their sword and mirror and crystal yeah, yeah. the imperial treasures of japan that that three teenage girls just have now yeah sure why not look why not okay why not <laughs> so uh usagi's about to get killed and then all of a sudden pink sugar heart attack and uh chibiusa falls straight uh parallel to the ground <laughs> on top of Renji. Drops her wand, which then activates with Pink Sugar Heart Attack and starts blasting Renji in the face, which is great. Uh, it's a gift that just keeps on giving. Chibi Moon. I love Chibi Moon. She's so good. 
Yeah, basically as soon as she appeared, I was just like, oh, this episode's great now. This is so much fun. Did she really have to come back? Oh, I love her. She's so good. Chibi Moon is great. Chibi is a take or leave. Chibi Moon, yes. Uh, so she gives a speech introducing herself as the Pretty Guardian trainee. And then like uh, Usagi, Sailor Moon, goes, hey, this is not the time to act cool. <laughs> and then Tuxedo Mask goes, hey, I should give a speech. <laughs> he had to think of it. It's, oh, it's the middle of the fight now. No, Sailor Moon. I, I honestly, I for a second there, I really thought he killed the monster because he throws the rose into her forehead and she just falls over on her back. And so for for a, for a moment, I was like, "Oh, like that's that. That monster's dead." But no, she's still got to get hit with the heart truck. Yeah. So she gets trucked. <laughs> Chibi Moon is like, hey, I'm actually going to stick around here for a while because, you know, where am I going to play this tape in the future? <laughs> she had to she had to go home and realize that she couldn't play any of the stuff that they gave her. No, 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 no. You're wrong about that. She doesn't have the tape. Oh, that's right. She gave she gave it to Saki. <laughs> all the she regifted all of their presents. Yeah, <laughs> and then she gets a letter from Neo Queen Serenity, the perfect and graceful queen of the universe, who says, "Bye, bring back more gifts. Love you. Bye." <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, thank you for coming and giving me a bunch of stuff that other people intended for you, including myself. Do it again later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a queen. I want all the things. And so you know, like that's the end of Sailor Moon S. Yep, that's the end of the season. Yeah. Oh, and wait, wait! Doesn't she say something too? Like, wait, no, no. What she like speaks to the camera? She I, she goes like, "That's the way it is." <laughs> that was her taunting me, I think, because <laughs> yeah. I was like, I wanted you to go away, and she's like, "Fuck she, you." She looks up at the she looks up the the screen and goes, "Suck it, Jordan." <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. She she goes she goes, "Woo, it's good to be Spider Man again." And oh, and 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 she, and that's right. The other thing in the letter is that. Future Usagi refers to present Usagi as big sister Usagi. Which, which is, again, makes sense. Uh, me. I mean, that's the relationship they have, but it's a little weird. Okay. Makes sense is the wrong way to put that. <laughs> makes sense in the context of the show? Yes. Sure, okay, I'll buy that. All right, so that brings us to the end of this episode and of Sailor Moon S, and it's time to talk about what we learned. That's right, it's time for Sailor Business Says... Shannon, we'll start with you. What did you learn from this episode? Uh, if your friends do a cool line walk and all introduce themselves and have like cool introductory speech, just say your name if you're unprepared. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, I learned don't ever throw someone a party. There's way too much a chance that that shit's going to be misunderstood. Well, considering that you your idea of throwing a party is, hey, let's watch all the Atlas Shrugged movies. Then that's really <laughs> well, that was good for myself. Thing to learn. Wait, do you want to know what my... Want to know my birthday this year? Oh, boy. We're going to watch five different versions of Romeo and Juliet. Oh, God. The the Baz Luhrmann one uh, is the only, like, real, real, real one. And then we're going to watch uh, West Side Story, Romeo and Juliet, Romeo and Juliet, and Warm Bodies. And I've only ever seen two of those five, so I'm excited for that. That doesn't sound like fun to you? watching romeo and juliet for 12 hours no actually that just doesn't actually sound fun to me adaptations it's different versions okay well, i think it sounds really cool uh, hey it's your party yeah. as long as it sounds cool to you it's, <laughs> it's good my dude 
I learned, I, I took a lot of interest in the scene where uh, Usagi's like, man, I really wish I had the Holy Grail so I could turn into Super Sailor Moon. And then Chibiusa falls out of the sky uh, and bops Renji on the head. Uh, so I guess that what I learned was that the real Holy Grail was the friends that we made along the way. <laughs> uh, that does it. Um, again, like, base, like so weird to have what is basically a filler episode as the last episode of the season. Yeah, especially since all the final episodes for actual S are like super dramatic. And then they're like, hey, here's this stupid one that doesn't matter. Yeah, because like nothing like nothing that this episode introduces it everything that it introduces is also like everything that it resolves is something that it introduced yeah right like we we could have assumed the oven blew up with all the diamond eggs oh like, yeah, we, yeah like we did not know that chibi Yusa was being called back to the future yeah not, like none of these plot points existed before this episode or changes anything like you, this is an entirely skippable episode and you will not even know you skipped an episode yeah I did really like that we get a sexy, sexy monster maker monster, <laughs> though. So yeah, Renji did look pretty cool. Like I said, reheated leftovers. It's reheated leftovers. Just put them in the microwave in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb episode. Uh, again, well, so far. Okay, here's the thing. I don't dislike this episode though. It's it's skippable and and not great, but it's also like perfectly fine. Like it didn't annoy me. You know, I, I thought it was a bit of a snooze. It was it wasn't the worst well, episode. We've... The, the, the the first half annoyed me because again, like why is this a conflict? You know, so far we've had three. This is we've seen three seasons of Sailor Moon. This is the <laughs> second worst season finale, um, because they did a fucking clip show season finale. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say at least it's not a clip show. <laughs> but it's funny i'm trying to remember i what was the episode before the clip show was that a good episode i don't recall <laughs> yeah i don't remember the last episode I mean, I'm sure, like i'm sure it was something <laughs> it was definitely yes. something it definitely had something in it let's see again we got wiki moon why are we relying on our flawed human memories uh because... the final battle between light and darkness love sworn to the future uh oh yeah that's a good one Actually, that's when that's when the two silver crystals unite, and we see Usagi and Chibiusa in their like matching princess oh, dresses. Yeah. And oh yeah, that episode's fun. Like that one's pretty good. Well, it's too bad. That's the one known in America as Final Battle. <laughs> yeah, that's too bad that we had such uh, a terrible thing. I think we call is that the one we called? Yeah, in a moon minute <laughs> is our episode. <laughs> okay, yes. all right. Well, it's too bad they didn't end with a good episode uh, that season because they blew it by doing clip show. And I would say I, I same really here. Wish, instead of doing a, cl a clip show, I wish they would have done like an original episode where it was like the Sailor Scouts like in character, but like talking about what's going to happen next season and like reading letters from fans. I, think that, <laughs> I like that kind of stuff. I, I feel like if you look at season S, the last three episodes of season S are. I mean, as we said, the last the, the three episodes ago or two episodes ago, or whatever the fuck it was, uh, was a was a big finale episode. And I feel like they were like, oh, shit, we didn't have space to deal with. Well, no, because, again, this episode, they didn't need to deal with this episode at all. Yeah. Like the the weird wrap up episode is is one twenty six. Yeah. It's a new life time for separation of the destined stars like that. That episode is the one where they kind of resolve all the plots. It's where. Uranus and Neptune leave town and give the baby to the amnesiac. At the very least, they should have combined the last two episodes. But even that, I feel like, was too much. Like, they, they should have just resolved that shit in, like, five minutes at the end of 
previous one. Well, I, no, like this episode's just purely unnecessary. Like Shannon, like, are we wrong? No, yeah, it's really unnecessary. Like I said, this is basically the ending of R. They just put it here for some reason. No, no, I, like, I, I what I'm saying is, uh, if you had combined last episode and this episode oh. by like having the diamond in that episode, like I feel like that could have been way more exciting other than the instead of the bullshit last episode where we got to, oh, we were just testing you. We just wanted to fight you and see if you were up for it, which is fucking dumb. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that episode. <laughs> so I think they should have put the dime, the last diamond in last episode. And you're right. They could have just cut out all the cheapy yeah, stuff. Yeah, and then they and could have had, it. like, the whole team working together to take it down. Yeah, yeah. And then they could have left. Uh, the, the, the outers could have left after that. Yeah, as it is, this is just kind of a botched ending to what was a, a, a decent season. Uh, yeah, I think that this episode, like, I, I mean, it's very disappointing because it's very kind of bland. Uh, I, I don't hate it, but like it, uh, it really makes me think that next week's episode when we start supers isn't going to be the wildest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> hmm. I, but I, I guess we'll that. find out. That does it for this week's episode. Shannon, yeah. where can everybody find you online? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Shannon Mayner. I actually have a Patreon now, which is uh, patreon.com slash Shannon Mayner. You can listen to me on two podcasts. I'm on Kingdom Smarties, where I explain Kingdom, uh, Kingdom Hearts to Jake. Uh, we're currently on Shade of Memories, and it's bananas. Uh, I'm also on the Cool Kids table, and right now we're actually using the Sailor Moon RPG to play a Magical <gasps> Girl show. Nice. It's very fun. Uh, that RPG system is a very bad. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. I hate it. <laughs> so that seems like a very fun time. Uh, Jordan, how about us? Where can people find us? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an O. You can find our producer, Jake Mason, at JJ underscore Mason. He does both of the podcasts that Shannon uh, mentioned, as well as such hits as Pokemon World Tour. Chris. Uh, Pokemon World Tour United. And Hard Reboot. The Morphing Grid. And and the Morphing Grid. Yeah. I was going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> and he just started a new one called Spectre about James Bond. Oh, is oh, that yeah. is that Mystery Show? No, that's something else. Oh, uh, that's another uh, thing. And I'm going to wow. be, I'm actually going to be on Spectre. Uh, oh. Talking about uh, my favorite James Bond movie at some point. So Which that should be a that? lot of fun. Or is it not, you're not allowed to say it? I don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but okay. I mean, given what you know about me, things that we have talked about in this episode, you can guess which one is my favorite. <laughs> you know, I don't think I know enough James Bond to... Uh, I, I have a, I've only that seen... birthday party where you watch 23 James Bond movies? I mean, that's too row. many. I, I've, I, I, at some point, I've tried to say I'm going to start watching them, and I've always enjoyed them when I have watched them. I just never have gotten through them all. I've watched... Because... Growing up, I, I guarantee you 23 James Bond movies won't feel as long as three Atlas Shrugged movies. <laughs> yeah, but we had a lot of fun making fun of it. Yeah, sure. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm going to be on that show. It should be a lot of fun. Cool. Look forward to hearing it. How about you, Chris? Where are you on the internet? Uh, you can head over to the-isb.com. Uh, you can find links there to my Twitter, my Tumblr. Both of those are, are the ISB and comics that I write, columns that I write around the web, uh, all kinds of good stuff. Hey, Jordan. Yeah. Did you know 
that if yes. people go to their local comic book store or their local bookstore, they can buy a book that you and I both worked on along with uh, Chad Bowers and Rob Liefeld that is the best-selling Deadpool book of the year. Oh, really? Yeah. I was not aware of that. You must be talking about Deadpool Bad Blood. I am. I'm talking about that 100-page original graphic novel available in hardcover where we introduce a new character, and it makes a great Christmas gift for all the Deadpool fans in your life, and especially to me. <laughs> People can also get uh, uh, Darkhawk uh, 51, and they can write into us about how they want more. Yeah, and if you did read that and you do want to see Chad and I doing more Darkhawk, which is something we would love to do, uh, write in. Absolutely. And, and, and demand it from Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Uh, Cause yeah, I would love to to do more of that. I really do love Darkhawk. Yeah, lots of comics. Sword Quest is out there, uh, just wrapped up. Uh, Ash vs. Army of Darkness finishing up soon. Uh, we're working on some other stuff that's gonna be really, really fun. Uh, but yeah, just check out my website and keep an eye on that. Uh, did we talk about the show, the Twitter, and the email? No. Uh, Sailor Business on Twitter and Sailor Business Podcast at gmail.com if you want to email. Get in touch. Uh, send us Twitter questions. Send us emails about stuff. Sailor Moon Ephemera. Ideas for chibisodes. Anything that you want to see. Uh, Patreon.com slash Sailor Business, of course, is how you can support us. And that's it. That's a wrap. Yes. On Sailor Moon S. We did it. We made it through. <laughs> we did. Made it through the wilderness. Next week, we are going to be watching the premiere episode of Sailor Moon Supers, which is called Meeting of Destiny, The Night Pegasus Dances. I have already watched it. It's the wildest shit of all time. (laughs) I can't wait. And until then, keep your mind on Sailor Business. What the goddamn it? Make everybody. (laughs) 